0: Hello, this is Gay back again with, as I said from my short hello the other day the script, I will try this again I just recorded 40 minutes and because of my lack of knowledge of technology my phone went so I had to stop and erase it all and start again which is fine but it will take me time I think a little bit to compose myself while I'm doing it anyway I said the other day that I had been home for a trip and that I had decided it was probably time I went home I couldn't afford it especially with things that are coming up medically for me So, on a whim, I decided to write on a piece of paper, I really need to go back to England and I'd like to go first class. Put it under, I have a jug that has crystals in, that's filled with water, so I put it under there and forgot, not forgot about it, but just left it there. And sure enough, very quickly, this trip started to manifest. It was my eldest daughter said she wanted to go home she was going to leave her daughter here with her husband. Next I knew my youngest daughter was going to come along and leave her little boy with her husband and I was going along with them. So there's my Manifestation rolling along. One one problem though, my other daughter was doing all the tickets, etc. The first class wasn't on on the books, but part of her wish came true. I didn't fly first class, but um, being packed like a sardine in a metal tube takes all the karmi that I can think of and visualize. So it was a good a good practice. After about the eight and a half hours, I was beginning to get a bit antsy, did some breathing and closed my eyes so I didn't see that tube, and obviously got through it so when I'd finished that recording and thinking about all these things i hadn't hadn't added to the recording, pressed a button and I accidentally pressed a button that started to play my very first podcast initially I didn't know it was me I heard music I thought oh I like this and then realized of course it was me and thinking I like the music and it's much nicer but after doing those recordings with in quiet very quiet rooms with music playing and just talking into the phone I was told to just get headsets So, as I don't know much about recordings, um, the music outside wouldn't transfer, I suppose. So, what a dilemma. Everybody, um, I'm not sure how to combine the two. I'll keep trying to be more professional. But in the meantime, please be patient. Music or no music. I will try to keep improving these, relaxing, informing, calming changing stories, stories to relate to. So this this script, I've decided that it will be about recollections and relapses because I'm back now after a short break to go home. If you're a listener of old, you may have recognised or realised, I left my home in England to escape many things that tormented me. Half a world is a long way to run. Very quickly recently, a series of events came about that I just said enabled me to just return with my daughters for a very short visit, to meet my brother and to settle some care for my 96 year old mother. This is a slight problem as she is still cunning and wily as a fox. Narcissistic to the max. And manipulating all around her just as she did when I was growing up. I never understood, just accepted, that she was the great mother she told us she was. In all those things that she did, for my brother and I, I also thought I had come recently to some mind settlement. A few years ago, on my last visit to England, I decided to cut off communication with her because when I left, Things said after my leaving were very upsetting. There was a lot said when I was there but it got worse. And so I decided at least to have very little or very occasional brief phone calls. And I was sure that this visit would not be haunted by the past. I decided my brother and his wife would be the only people I would visit or spend time with. My girls and I I decided we would enjoy the countryside and eat our way through our English town. As soon as we landed and arrived at our lodging, we were off and running. Marks and Spencers, a wonderful shop for cream cakes and donuts, chocolate cream eclairs, Victoria cream Victoria sponge, And creamy yogurts, creamy milk, and I bought a very creamy chocolate log. Over the next few days, fish and chips, Chinese and Indian. Chocolates galore, hot cross buns. Oh, and that fish and chips, so thickly battered. It was as big as two huge steaks here. As we brought it back to the flat, my youngest daughter can't stand the smell of fish. So we sat by the open window and opened our packet of fish and chips. And was just like, oh my goodness, look at the size of this fish. Thick golden batter. And my other daughter said, if we'd have known it was going to be this big, we could have had one between us. But, of course, we ate it all. It was delicious. My realisation came why did everything taste different? It's the soil, the weather, but much less salt, sugar, and preservatives. So, for the first few days, we were absolutely parched beyond reason. Salt detox, I suppose. I will soon take you on a quiet relaxation and rest with how I found peace on my trip home. But first, the reason why, when on a holiday, I needed to learn another lesson because of a memory mirror. We probably will often relapse to our anxious old thoughts and must Relearn how to let them go. On this visit, I'm with a walker, relegated to a wheelchair airport ride, missing a lot of things I wanted to do because of my dodgy back and neck. A last hurrah before surgery, I suppose. Even before leaving here, my anxiety, doubts, and fears and those of my daughters, marred my visit. The long journey. Would the plane drop out of the sky? Would it be turbulence? All sorts of disasters lay ahead of course. My daughters were worried about leaving their children. Maybe we wouldn't come back to see them. Doom, 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 doom and gloom. The calm that followed our safe arrival The sheer joy of being on my home soil soothed me so much. Then, after a few days, I happened to catch a glimpse of my reflection stooping over the walker. My facial expressions, mannerisms. All I was seeing was a mirror of my mum. On previous visits, mum was on her frame. and we'd go to the shops and her chat-chat-chatting and griping and moaning. As I saw myself, I was plunged again into all I had been trying so hard to forget. I was happy to be home. Why could I have no memories or at least nice loving memories of affection for someone getting elderly and infirm? This is what I wish for, everybody while ageing. I want people I love that are ageing, being disabled, getting hard of hearing, or peering too close to those things with their failing eyesight, frail, but memories enabling a wanting to take care of them, to relish the wisdom and beauty of ageing. For me, it creates just fear, horror, sadness and resenting aid from my kids that were offering help because I felt less than, even embarrassed at my predicament. I found myself seeing in my brother, my father, who has been dead over 40 years now. I saw his hands resembled my dad's, who for years we disliked because of our mother. I now saw those reminders with envy, because all I see is my mother's habits in me. Why? Even not seeing her, its presence is all around me. I was feeling guilty for not visiting my own mother, who in her eyes is a martyr, a wonderful mother, beautiful, loved by all. Yuck. I had to go back into all that, backwards again, to dispel those feelings and pictures that I have tried so hard to push away. Push them away because each and every time I thought about them, I thought it was me. It was all my fault. I made all these things happen and then I progressed into marriages and relationships making the same thing happen. It all started invading my mind. So I decided when I next saw my reflection to be glad and grateful. Soon, with any luck, I will be recovering from the operation to right my spine and let me walk well again. I would see the different hair colour in that reflection. Abolish my mum's habits when I perform similar mum motions and looks. Erase them fast. Gone. Not wanted. Released. Vamoose. Nice. To help in a relaxation, I'd like you to join me reminiscing my unexpected Rearranging of mind space on my trip. Home again and still having to do some rearranging. Relax now. Maybe you have drifted off listen to my twaddle. That's good. I had shared with my daughters my dilemma. Looking for reassurance. I suppose I was looking for them to reassure me. But I needed to reassure myself in my own way. So, I went to sit by the canal. On an old bench in front of an ornate, beautiful old church. Very old gravestones. Quiet behind me. Nothing here to upset me. Spring blossoms flowering all behind me. Pale pinks, purples, blues, white and yellow blooms all around, bathing in that spring sunshine. Birds singing, ducks quacking, swans honking. The church bells start to peal from the bell tower. I breathe in the dank, familiar, earthy, flowery fragrance. Why was I down? Depressed. Dwelling? It was sacrilege in this hallowed, beautiful surrounding. I got up and trundled my walker along the cobbled stones, thinking of all the people who have trod this higgledy-piggledy road before me. Swans and ducks gliding alongside me on the towpath. I'm sure that gave you a visualisation of me on the towpath, with my walker, with swans gliding on the towpath. Absolutely impossible. So me walking on the towpath, the swans following in the water of the canal. But who was following who? Me following the swans or the swans following me? The trusty walker keeping me from toppling into the lock that was fast glooming a horse-drawn barge, waiting patiently to enter. I decide to sit and reminisce my visit as the water level changed to allow the barge safe passage. I let the sound of the water lapping at the high sides of the lock calm and refresh me. To enjoy my thoughts, and watch this beautiful long barge, painted in bright colours with buckets overflowing with flowers and a beautiful, beautiful cart horse with a bridle with brasses on, standing so patiently, an incredible sight to see. Come with me once again to Highclere Castle. A previous podcast of Highclere I did was all about the castle home to Downton Abbey, as I'm sure lots of you know. But this time, just to visit Highclere. Ever since I can remember, we had treks up Beacon Hill, where the Earl of Carnarvon is buried. It's a huge, well, seems huge, it did when I was little, not so huge now, mound. And on the top is a grave with iron railings around. And this is Lord Carnarvon's grave simply because this is as it's Beacon Hill and it says Beacon, it was the hill when Britain was being invaded. It's the highest area so that when lamps were lit or fires lit, messages could be sent across to other Beacon Hills. So with that being so high, standing at the top of the hill, you can see Car- Highclere Castle off in the distance, it's just looking so magnificent. It was also our hill to sled down when it snowed in England. My sister in law is now a guide in the castle. She kindly took us round with a running commentary of the history and the tales. Those familiar, famous rooms. This magnificent castle was once just a house. In 1611, Highclere Place Hotel, Highclere Place House, it was called. There you go, they should have made it a hotel. It was an Elizabethan brick mansion, with a courtyard, stable, gardens, orchids, rose gardens. It was converted in the 18th and 19th century to a Georgian mansion, in a pastoral setting. Beautiful. Visualise in your mind all these changes, in any way you wish. In 1838, it was purchased by the Earl of Carnarvon, who was to to transform this into the castle. It now is. And it's very similar to the House of Parliament because it was designed by the same architect. Sitting here now, on my walker, looking at the castle, remembering the history of this beautiful place, Its gothic interior, the real story of Highclere Castle. It was cleverly interwoven into the tale of Downton Abbey. See the lords and the ladies and the servants. see and feel their energies that melt and have melted into the ancient energy of the castle and of the Tutankhamun exhibition deep in the bowels of the castle. Remnants of the riches of bygone days. The beautiful park. Green as far as the eye can see, with the most beautiful trees. It still contains features of the medieval times. Heaven's Gate, an arch that frames the view to and from the castle. The Temple of Diana, a romantic building that sits atop a small lake. In another area, a small part of an amphitheatre called the Etrusian Temple. There's Jackdaw's Castle. The lakes, the gardens, trees of beech and oak, archways of yew, roses, lavender, a secret garden, and a new rose garden, dedicated to the present Lady Carnarvon's mother. I wander amidst the daffodil. Primroses, bluebells, buttercups, and daisies—a salve to my reopened wounds. I will wander in my mind back to those experiences at Highclere. Whenever those shadows of the past cast a shade over me, come now and visualize. With me, another stop. A free stone circle and the ancient healing trees. Might ask to send healing to her friend who is very sick. We traipsed happily among the towering stones. Negotiating. Negotiating the piles of sheep poo and the disgruntled sheep, making their presence very much known to us. So laughing all the way, trying to keep my walker's wheels from falling or trailing in poop, poop and sheep, avoiding these makes my woes a bit of a mockery. Here are the healing trees. The last time, laden with messages, prayers, almost empty, to start again, ready for another influx of people asking for miracles, all sad, hopeful, heartbreaking, on ribbons and pieces of paper and cardboard, cut out of wood, rustling in the gentle breeze. New buds breaking open, light and green, above those gnarled roots that extend about 30 feet in circumference, all around the base of those trees. Help us, please, old wisdom. From the trees, there are some quite steep steps which take a lot of negotiation with a walker. Maybe someone with a walker should have taken the shortcut in front of the shop down the road to the healing trees but of course she didn't. So down the steps we managed to go and as we are walking along I realised that there was A lot of people looking at me. And because of my anxiety, I was very perturbed. Why are they looking at me? There's lots of people I know on walkers. Maybe I look as though I shouldn't be on a walker. Maybe they're laughing at the way I'm walking with my walker. And then it suddenly dawned on me. Because of my Sjogren's, I get watery eyes. La la. So before I left, I was due for new glasses. And I had the glasses that darken and lighten, depending. Right? So I thought, good idea, Gay. Have those and then everywhere you go, you'll be able to um, have sunglasses and then they'll be gone. But I forgot... As I was walking around, not only was I hunchback walker person, but I looked as though I was as blind as a bat with my dark glasses on. Then it struck me that people are not particularly looking at me, they're looking at my sister-in-law and my brother and two daughters off to the side of me, giggling and laughing and talking. they must have been thinking poor woman there she is can't see a thing picking her way over all these stones and her family's not taking a blind bit of notice so i said to them you rotten lot how can you ignore me when i can't see a darn thing i don't even know where i'm going luckily they have a good sense of humor so we had a really good laugh about that and then stopped in the witching shop Before we went on to Laycock. Here in Laycock, some of the most famous films, village scenes, are filmed. Amongst them, Downton Abbey, Harry Potter, Hogwarts School for Wizards, Pride and Prejudice. Laycock has no modern things, no streetlights, no technology, And the old abbey cloisters were Harry Potter classrooms of majestic stone parapets and arches with enclosed gardens. Parts of this village date back to the 13th century and on to the 18th century when it was handed over in 1944 to the National Trust whose pledge is to keep it as is to preserve this vital piece of history, so time can stand still. I come back to my perch on the canal bench. Back to now. I see ladies in flowering dresses as I relive the wonderful tea on the canal bank that we'd had. Bacon sandwiches, cakes, scones or scones, with strawberry jam and clotted cream. Real loose tea, tea leaves, I must say, in the pot. One per person and one for the pot. With individual tea strainers and a dish to rest the strainer in until the next next cup is poured. What soothing, warming, delicious. Swans flock for a few pieces of bread. How white and graceful they are. Just how I now choose to see my anxiety producing thoughts. I will attach them to a regal swan then watch it majestically float away down the water to who knows where. Let them go, what do I care? My woes are invisible to any person watching those swans pass along. They can't see my anxieties attached to their feathers. All they see is a passing swan serene as it glides by, reacting in seconds to any annoyance. They ruffle the feathers in frustration, but immediately shake and release to quickly smooth again. Then float calmly on. Let us be as those swans, quick to regain composure when ruffled. A very good lesson to learn. I fly home to my little place of England, here in America. In amongst the pines of America. I appreciate the safe return. Quietness. Reminisce happily. Eliminating the anxious bits. Ready now to embark on pain recovery. With fear and hope, surgery now fixed for May 11th. Lucky to have more chances and to accept quiet recovery. Embrace the time to hopefully grow stronger and more resilient. To use the time to create more and practice peace, and you will join me I hope on the adventure about to begin. I happily now leave more ghosts behind, as will you. Yours are not the same hauntings as mine, but just as depleting. But they're your own shadows to cast away, ready to move on. Accept the unexpected relapses in judgment and memories. Have the courage to overcome. Be more ready to love and care for yourself as you should have been by others who, for some reason, were not able to love you well enough. Replace every step back with a flurry forward. All those places I visited with that vast history that survived the past to become more beautiful. Rest on if you wish, and visualize maybe your own versions of the places I described, or wake or recover when when it's comfortable to you. Bearing in mind that you, as well as I, will have these relapses, it's perfectly normal. And the mere fact that we can recognize them fairly quickly and be honest about them is a really good step in the right direction. I will hope in the next few days I might be able to come up with something to record again. If not, it will be after, provided I get my surgery on the 11th, it will be sometime after that where I am not drugged out of my mind, I suppose, that could be interesting, but when I'm not able to move because I have a neck brace on for this surgery, but my brain hopefully will be working well because I've suddenly realised the blessing of this neck surgery is when I looked at my mother's reflections, I saw no neck. That's probably because my spine and, and all the discs in between have been wearing out and shrinking. So, it's my equivalent of a facelift, no, neck lift, I suppose. I might have a nice long swan neck. There you go. That's what all the swans were telling me. You too soon will have a swan neck. Maybe. I'll be back with you soon. Goodbye.